If you're a Christian, you serve the Lord by loving and serving other people. That's what God has called you to do. You also have the opportunity to be an example and a witness to the people in your life. Serving God is your calling as a believer. But even more than that, knowing the Lord as your friend is your privilege and joy as his child. Welcome to the Wisdom Journey. Stephen Davey comes to John 15 today and a lesson called A Friend of the King. Maybe you've had the experience where you've needed to entrust a major project to someone else. Well, before you leave that person in charge, you leave behind some key principles uh, to follow, some directions to obey. And, and with that, you're, you're then basically out the door. Well, here in John chapter 15, that's exactly what Jesus is doing with his 11 disciples in the upper room. He's anticipating his crucifixion, resurrection, and ascension back to the Father, and he's delivering some directions, some key principles, not just about what they're to do, but how they should act as his representatives on earth. So this is going to apply to his disciples, well, like you and me, to this very day. Now, first, we're given what I'd like to call a new perspective. Here in the upper room, Jesus now says in verse 12, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Now, this isn't really a new thought uh, for you Bible students out there. Jesus has said this multiple times, in fact, since Judas left the room. Well, what he's going to do now, though, is give them a deeper perspective on love. He says there in verse 13, greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. Of course, Jesus is is thinking about the cross here. The disciples are probably looking around the room at each other and thinking, well, I I like these guys, but I don't know if I'm going to lay my life down for any of them. Now, maybe you've noticed as you've studied through the Gospels how dangerous it was for, for Jesus and his disciples Uh, They're in Israel. The Pharisees are openly plotting Jesus' murder. The Romans are eager to crush any, you know, would-be king and his followers. And the church really is no safer today around the world. Thousands of people are martyred for their faith every year. So on one hand, laying down your life for other believers means that, that you will humbly work against division conflict, jealousy, anything that threatens our unity and and bond of love. On the other hand, it might mean that if you publicly identify as a Christian, and and perhaps especially if you serve as a church leader, your career is over, or maybe in some cultures your life is threatened. Believers who love one another should be willing to lay down their lives for their brothers and sisters in Christ. So this is, a, this is a new perspective on love with Jesus' self-sacrifice as our model. Well, now Jesus gives what we could call a new title. Jesus says here in verse 15, No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. This is a This is an amazing, this is a precious compliment that these disciples would instantly understand. 
The Greek word for friend here was often used uh, for a friend of the court or a friend at court. This described the inner circle of friends around the court of a king. And in this culture, the friends of the king, well, they had immediate access to the king. The emperor would talk to his friends before he talked to his generals, his political statesmen. King David understood this kind of closeness with with God. He wrote over in Psalm chapter 25 and verse 14, the friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him, and he makes known to them his covenant. In other words, he's drawn them into his inner circle. They have inside information about God's heart and plans. Now, this is amazing. This is encouraging to know that the Lord is not only our Savior and our King, but our friend. In fact, he's the friend of all friends. He died for us, rose for us, redeemed us, and is now interceding on our behalf in the court of the king, the courts of heaven. As the hymn writer put it, what a friend we have in Jesus. So we have a new perspective on what it means to really love. We have a new title, uh, what it means to really be in the inner circle. And now we're given a new appointment. Jesus now says here in verse 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. I want you to think about that for a minute. It's one thing for Jesus to consider us his friends, but to appoint us as his representatives, to entrust us with his reputation, that's an incredible appointment. Now, being a friend of Jesus publicly serving as his representative is a high privilege, but it's also a challenging proposition. The world is going to be watching your every move, listening to your every word. In fact, let me let me tell you, and you probably know this, just stand up for God's word, stand up for the exclusive claim as Christ is the only Savior of the world, and well, buckle up. You better get ready. People are going to start attacking you, your faith in Christ. They're going to start scrutinizing your life. They're going to look for some kind of inconsistency. They'd love to find some kind of failure. Yes, your, your appointment is a high privilege, but it's also a heavy responsibility. Now, over in chapter 17, Jesus clarifies our appointment as he prays to the Father here in, in verse 18. As you sent me into the world, so have I sent them into the world. Back in the Gospel of Matthew, we're given this familiar command from the Lord. We call it the Great Commission. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. This is our appointment. This isn't just for pastors and missionaries, and churches. This is for every believer. Whatever God has appointed you in the traffic pattern of life, what are you really to do? Represent him. You're a representative of his kingdom. Share the truth about him, the gospel. Help disciple others who are learning how to walk with him. Well, back in John now, we're in chapter 15 again. He says this in verse 16. I appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should abide or remain. Again, beloved, we don't produce the fruit. But like branches on a fruit tree, we bear the fruit. We support, as it were, the fruit. So as Christ's 
representatives were, were sent into the world as living advertisements for Christ. Now, do we try to debate people into the kingdom? Do we try to scare them so they'll turn to Christ? Do we argue them into the fold? No. Here it is. We attract them by our love for each other and by the fruit of our godly character. Now, don't overlook these last few words here in verse 16, that your fruit should abide. That is, your fruit will stay put. It will last. I went to the grocery store the other day to pick up some bananas. You know, my wife doesn't send me to the store very often because I'm going to come back with a dozen donuts. It's not good for either one of us. But as far as I'm concerned, they are as important as bananas. Well, anyway, to my point, she asked me to get bananas that weren't quite ripe. And that's because they spoil so quickly. They go from yellow to spotted to brown in a matter of days. You know what Jesus just said? He said, your spiritual fruit is going to remain forever. So get this. We are advertisements of an eternal kingdom. We've been given a brand new perspective on love. We've been given a new assignment. We've been given, uh, we've even been given a new title. We're now the friends of Jesus. And the Lord tucks this little promise into the last part of verse 16. So that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Now, we've already covered the fact that prayer isn't a blank check. It's got to be signed, as it were, by Jesus, by the Lord's name, meaning it must be according to his will. But I think in this context here, the Lord includes this this little promise uh, almost as an invitation. Because you're a friend of the family, you can bring any request and every burden to the Lord. He loves you. He cares about you. He invites you to tell him everything. He is your friend beyond all friends. You know, I don't know what you're facing today. I don't know about your trials, your burdens, your temptations. But Jesus knows knows them all. And as we come to the end of today's wisdom journey, let me me remind you that, that here on the night before the Lord is going to die, imagine this. He is lovingly saying to his anxious, frightened disciples, I I have an assignment for you, and I I want you to know that I consider you my friends. See, beloved, if you know him as your Savior, he considers you his friend, which means he's your friend too. And as your friend, he's promised to never leave you nor forsake you. He's your friend forever. Well, now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. That was Stephen Davey, the president of Wisdom International and the president of Shepherd's Theological Seminary. He called this lesson a friend of the king. I hope that title describes you. Beyond this daily program, Stephen has additional resources to help you grow in your faith. One of those resources is a magazine. Each month, Stephen deals with a different topic 
and helps you better understand what the Bible says and how it applies directly to your life. Some of the past topics have included things such as how the universe came into existence. Is hell a real place or a metaphor of some sort? Why did God allow evil in the world? How can you forge better and deeper friendships? You see, these are real-life issues, and Stephen helps you know how the Bible deals with these issues. The magazine also has a daily devotional guide that you can use to remain rooted in God's Word every day. We call the magazine Heart to Heart. It's a gift that we send to our partners. But if you're not a partner, we want to send you the next three issues as our gift. Call 866-48-BIBLE or visit wisdomonline.org. Join us next time on The Wisdom Journey.